Welcome back, everyone, to this week's edition of the IBC Podcast, the number one podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you might find your podcasts, according to sources. Todd, how are you doing? I'm good. How about you, man? I'm doing well. Got your Chiefs hat on today. I do. Kansas City Chiefs, we are Super Bowl bound. Um, hopefully, we can run it back and make it back-to-back championships. I don't, I don't know. I think beating the goat is really a hard thing to do. Um, I don't know how Patrick and, Mahomes can uh, beat himself. So. I just don't think you can hear any argument that Tom Brady is not the goat after this now. I he mean, is. Come he, on. He's he the goat. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. I think you got to say it. Yep. So, But Patrick Mahomes will be the greatest quarterback of all time. Maybe. Eventually. Maybe. Hopefully. Um, how are your Cowboys doing? <laughs> They're doing great. <laughs> they haven't lost in a couple. Man, of weeks. they haven't lost in a long time. Yeah, yeah that's nice. No, they're um, uh, resigned to mediocrity. I'm afraid. You think they'll resign Dak? Who knows? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Well, does does Dak want to resign with him? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he he showed he's worth the money. But anyways, we're not here to talk sports. We're here to talk about dad jokes. So give us your dad joke of the week. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Todd. When my son was little, one time he said to me, "Dad." Can you come put my shoes on? And I said, no, son, I don't think they'll fit me. Dominic over here is laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Our engineer over here is laughing. Yeah. So anyway, at least Uh, somebody's laughing. Someone is laughing. Some of the millions of people listening to our podcast are laughing. Yes. If you are listening um, and you are laughing, we would love for you to send us a tweet and let us know that you're laughing. Um, We don't have a Twitter account, but you can still find a way to send us a tweet. I don't don't think it's called Tweeter account. The the Twitters. Um, Anyways, all right, let's jump in to the sermon from yesterday. So yesterday we looked at Hebrews chapter 2, 1 through 4. So just summarize a little bit for us what we talked about. It was the danger of drifting away from Jesus, drifting away from your faith in him. Um, man, yeah, really simple. Yeah, uh, very so simple. when when we think about drifting away, one statement you made is that we we don't really realize when we're drifting away. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I just kept thinking that sometimes what we consider to be spiritual growth is is actually us drifting away from the Lord. So mm. so what are some good um, things to think about to help us identify whether we're growing spiritually or actually drifting away? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, obviously, if if what we're doing in our lives is lining up with what the Scripture teaches, one of the issues of that is the objectivity of that. Because mm-hmm. too many times, you know, people will say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing what the Bible says, when actually what you're doing is your interpretation of what the Bible says, yeah. which is very possibly flawed. Yeah. Um, so it kind of comes a hermeneutical question in that. But I, I think, you know, most people— if they are honest, I think can recognize that my life is either on a trajectory toward holiness or mm-hmm. away from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you spent some time talking about how we need to anchor ourselves to uh, the Word and um, you know referring to to the Scripture. So, uh, what does that look like practically in my life to to anchor myself to to God's Word? Well, I think first of all, it's a matter of being in the Word. Okay, it's a matter of a discipline, you know. And I think discipline and effort is is 
was a part of what I talked about yesterday and the 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 aspect of when I'm drifting away many times I'm I'm unaware of it. Mm-hmm. To me it fits the metaphor he's using in Hebrews 2 cuz drifting away and paying attention these are all clearly nautical terms. Yeah. And the drifting is that kind of slow, unintended, unaware unconscious kind of uh and then when the crisis comes you realize oh wow i'm adrift here uh so i think it's a part of the discipline the effort so Mm -hmm. to be anchored in the word i think we need to we need to be disciplined to be in the word to actually study it and i think immersing ourselves in things of the word you know listening to podcasts about Mm -hmm. spiritual things uh, reading good material about spiritual things as uh, conversely as opposed to things that will pollute our minds yeah. and and help kind of add to the drifting away. Yeah. So there's, there's probably people listening right now who probably don't have an active time with the Lord every single mm-hmm. day or maybe every other day. And what tends to happen in our lives is we hear the pastor preacher say you need to be reading your bibles and so mm-hmm. we get a bible and we get a study and we are kind of just thinking to ourselves like oh i can do this but then after two three days a week mm-hmm. we kind of no longer read god's word anymore mm-hmm. and we find ourselves in the same mm-hmm. place we were so my question is for someone listening who doesn't have a consistent time with the lord let's say they gave god 15 minutes what would you encourage them to do in 15 minutes as they read the bible well, I think in terms of just reading the Bible, if they're going to just read the Bible, I still think having some kind of a plan okay. to read the Bible is a, is very important. And not just going for quantity, but quality, mm-hmm. obviously. If you can read the Bible through in a whole year and do one of those reading, reading plans, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but having a plan, one of, one of the I think one of the frustrations people get and why they say, okay, I'm really going to recommit and I'm going to read the Bible, and then they do it two or three days and they stop – is because they don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that will will contribute to that is this whole, okay, here's my time to read the Bible today. Now, what am I going to read? Yeah. And it's this hit and miss. And I think you need to have a plan. If it's not through the whole Bible, then have some plan of reading through the Gospel of John. Mm. Okay, so today I'm going to read these eight verses today. Yeah. And then I think what helps the the digging into that more is having some kind of a notebook, some kind of a journal, some kind of a something. I read these eight verses. Maybe I read them again. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm praying about it, praying through it, and then I'm making notes. I'm making comments. I'm asking questions yeah. uh, that I can go and look up later. Mm-hmm. But failure to have a plan is to me a really big aspect of why people kind of fizzle out sometimes yeah. on reading the scripture. It's like, you know, preaching through the book of the Bible for a preacher. You know, I, I never have to worry, well, what am I going to preach on this Sunday? Yeah. I already know. And so I think you can lay that over onto your Bible reading. And if you have that plan, and there's so many different tools out there that will help you mm-hmm. with that, you know, even like I said, I'm not going to read the whole Bible through in the whole year or something. If you're not ready to bite that off, then take one of those bible reading plans for the year and just take the part that's john yeah and and do that for a couple of weeks or whatever it takes and then do something in some psalms or mm-hmm. and mix it up with old and new testaments but a plan 
is very big and scheduling. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do it on this time. You know, it's at this time of the day, either mm-hmm. the morning or the evening or whatever. Those are very helpful to me yeah. in keeping us on task. Yeah, yeah, and you know, not to bring guilt or shame to people because there's grace, but you know, I just find in my own life that we do have time. I think that's one of the biggest excuses we make. But, yeah. You know, yeah. if we have time to watch our favorite Netflix episode, you know, not that Netflix is bad, but right. we've got to be in God's right. Mind. And and another thing, too, I think too, when we're talking about a discipline of reading the Scripture or having a quiet time, is you know, in talking to people, I hear this: if you miss a day, don't don't beat yourself up. Yeah. If you miss a day, if you miss a couple of days, uh, don't. Sometimes we can let that cripple us. I mm-hmm. think, and and we just you just got to say, okay, I missed a day or two. I'm going to pick it back up yeah, yeah. and just kind of have that mentality as opposed to, oh, I missed a day or two, so I've failed. I can't do this. I knew I couldn't. That's the attitude that's going to keep you out from reading the Scripture. Yeah. We just got to make sure we're careful about that. Yeah, and one thing that um, I got this from from Jen Wilkin. She's a, um, she's part of the Village Church and, and down in Texas, and one thing she talks about is, you know, there will be days you just don't have time. And and that's okay. That may rather than saying I'm going to give the Lord 20 minutes every day, it may be where one day I can only. Not, there are days we really don't have time. Maybe just five or 10 minutes in God's Word while I'm in the Chick Fil A drive through. Mm-hmm. But the next day I know I can spend 30 to 40 minutes. Right. So, right. Um, all right. Yeah. So let me let me transition us. Uh, last night was a really big night at our church, and so we have a couple more minutes left. Just give those listening just an update real quick on. Um, some changes that's going to be happening in our church, both when mm-hmm. it comes to our finances, but also when it comes to our staff. Yeah, so with our staff, uh, one of our associate pastors, Mark Wright, announced his retirement. Uh, Mark's been at our church for 22 years. He's been in ministry for 47 years. And um, he he you know came to me a couple of years ago and just said, hey, this is put this on your radar. You know, it's yeah. getting close. So all of that just kind of came to fruition. And um, he has been such an incredible asset to our church, and he's going to leave some really big shoes to fill. Yeah. fill. So um, we're just been we're grateful for him, and and look forward to how you know God's going to use he and Pat even in retirement. And if anybody knows Mark, he will not slow down. Nope, nope. <laughs> He'll be go getter. He'll be out in his running shorts. And then <laughs> we just yeah, we've just been very blessed at our church in a financial sense, in that. Our giving was very strong. Yeah. People were very faithful to help us through COVID. And then our expenses were down. And then we had a uh, we had some really big end-of-year gifts mm-hmm. given by some individuals. And uh, it just kind of put us in a position where we could do some things financially. So we voted last night we're going to pay off the loan that we have on our student building, mm-hmm. just take it down to zero and then really start trying to put some focus and energy on paying off the rest of our indebtedness. Our goal is to get out of debt so we can use that money for ministry and missions. That's always been our goal, and we haven't changed that. And then uh, we've got some things around here with our parking lot that we just really need to do. We've been needing to do it since the day we we moved out here, our gravel parking and stuff, paving it. And so we're we're in a position where we can get to do that. So God has been very good to us. Uh, very blessed us, and we're just 
trying to be the best stewards of that mm-hmm. as we can. Yeah, yeah, we're excited for what the future looks like for our church, for Mark, and, and everything, and going on in our community. Um, so, last question. Uh, next week will be in Hebrews again. Mm-hmm. So, just give us a uh, kind of a foreshadow or something to look forward to for next week. Yeah, we're going to tackle the next about four or five verses after. I think it's like verses five to nine in chapter two. And again, it's really focusing on the supremacy of Jesus, the greatness of Jesus. And it all is still bolstering that argument that the the writer, the author of Hebrews is making that, you know, he is greater than anything else. So why would you go back to anything else? And um, he's going to talk about how everything is in subjection to Jesus, even when it doesn't appear to be in subjection to Jesus. It really is in subjection to Jesus. So that's what we're going to focus on next week. Good, good. I'm looking forward to it. So if you have not had a chance to listen to the sermon from Sunday, uh, we encourage you to do that here on our podcast or on our website. Um, And then also, uh, we have some changes coming up again this Sunday. Just want to let you know about uh, our small groups are going to resume on campus. So uh, again, services at 830, 930, 945, and 11. If you have a student in the student ministry, their small groups take place at 945. If you are a college student, yours is going to take place at 11. Uh, Then we will have classes at 945 and 11 for those in the kids ministry. So that's birth all the way up to uh, sixth grade. And then all the adults, we have classes for you at 945 and 11. Um, So we encourage you this Sunday, be here and not just attend the service, but get plugged into a small group. Um, So we look forward to worshiping with you and we'll see you Sunday morning.